Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I've enjoyed sharing about problem solving the last couple of days and about how we all have problems and how those trials and problems uh, create in us uh, maturity. And we use uh, James uh, chapter 1 as our scripture. And and I want to continue that today for the last day. And I want to talk about some other things dealing with that. So with that said, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for guiding us. God, open up our minds and our hearts to what you have for us. Lord, you are so good to us. Help us to never, ever turn our back on you, but to turn to you and allow you to work through our issues and give us the strength to overcome and the power to become better people because, Lord, we love you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, rejoice through circumstances is kind of the, I'm moving into a little more, a different side of problem solving is rejoicing through circumstances. Not easily done, but important in seeing things to completion and to see what great things are ahead of you. You and I, we must decide on what our priorities are in life and let God shape our lives around those priorities that will lead us eventually to our Lord in a powerful and mighty ways. So if I asked you today, what are your priorities in life? Where does God fit in? Where does rejoicing through your circumstances fit in? Where do trials and tribulations fit in? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever gone through the Word of God and looked at Scripture dealing with these kind of things and allowing God to work in your life in a mighty and powerful way? Well, you know, there's another airplane story. There was this old tiny country fair going on, and this old farmer and his wife went out, and the old farmer was fascinated with a sign that said, Plane Rides, $80. The farmer thought that was too expensive, so he told the pilot it was too expensive. So the pilot made a farmer... A deal. He said, if you and your wife can ride without making one single sound, I won't charge you anything. Otherwise, you owe me $80. The farmer agreed, so the farmer and his wife got in the back of the old biplane that has the open cockpits to the sky, and they headed off. The pilot wanted to make some money, so he went into rolls and dives and flips and flying upside down and trying to get them to yell or make a noise, but no noise came. Their lips were sealed. As the pilot was landing, he called back to them, I can't believe it. You didn't make a single sound. The old farmer shot back, well, it wasn't easy. I almost did say something when my wife fell out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cute. Now, what is the most, that's not it's sad, but cute. But of course, this is just a story. But what is the most important thing to you? Where are your priorities? Are they on people first or on God first? First uh, Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is God's will for us to rejoice, even when we don't feel like it. Early in the morning when you get up, you're tired, you probably don't feel like it. That's a great time to say, Lord, I give you thanks. I rejoice in you. Bless this day. Lead me. I love talking to the Lord when I get up. 
When I get up early in the morning, when I get up sometimes at 4 or 4.15, I, I go up and I'm talking to God all the way upstairs to my, to my chair, to my, where, I, where I have the most time alone with the Lord. When I think of David running and living in torment from Saul, you see him the book of, in the book of Psalms rejoicing in the Lord. While enduring poor circumstances, not allowing the roof to come off on your life, not being misled by people's words, but being directed by God's word. See, God gives us his word to direct us and to lead us and to show us the way. Well, I'm I'm confident of this, folks, that we need to ask God for God's wisdom. Ask him. Remember, Solomon asked God for wisdom, not riches, and God gave him the greatest wisdom ever known and gave him riches on top of it. James 1.5 says, if you, any of you, lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. What must we do? We must ask God, and God gives wisdom for people to deal with life situation. It says, listen to this. It says, if any, circle that word any, as you're thinking about it, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should, you ought to, you better ask God who gives generously without finding fault. He's not looking for fault. He appreciates you asking. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him to give you wisdom in dealing with your feelings. He gives to those who seek. And to those who are truly about his business. Remember, knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you will find. People of God, that's one of the problems we have today. Is people are not seeking God's wisdom. They're not seeking God's direction. We just live every single day. We get up. We go to work. We come home. We eat dinner with our family. We have prayer for dinner and this and that. But there's nothing beyond that. There is too many people that have left God as a main priority of their life out. Oh, they'll claim him, but there's no significant walk with him. There's no significant growth because they are not putting him first. People of God, we've got to learn to put him first. We've got America and the world going to pot so fast that we can't even keep up. Right now, it's just spinning. On the way into the radio this morning, I'm I'm listening in Afghanistan how all these uh, 97% now are like at almost poverty level and, and little kids, they were talking about all the little five-year-olds who are starving of malnutrition. Man, my heart's breaking. I'm listening to this thing. And that's just one country. There's a bunch of countries like that. And yet... We go on in life our merry way. We're happy. We feed our families. We have an abundance. Things are great. Even the poorest of poor here are rich in the eyes of the world. But yet somehow we get tossed into the world and and uh, and we just find that way. And that's the problem that's going on now. We're, we're living in the world's standards. We've got to change it. Christians, we've got to stand up. People, we got to stand up. Don't let the world walk over you and change your biblical philosophy because the Bible is what you need to stand on. James 1 6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. You have to believe that God will deliver. You've got something going on. Like earlier in the week, I interviewed uh, my friends Katie and Lewis. They were very trying for two and a half years to have a child. It just wasn't happening. They asked the church to pray for them. We all came up. 
We put our arms around them. We prayed for them. And in a short time, God delivered. And now in a, a couple months, they're going to have their first child. And you know what? We have to give things to God. So we need to relax a little bit. Have faith. Trust God. Leave those issues in God's hands. I can tell you I should be a nervous wreck if I let every little thing destroy me or destroy my mentality. If I had to worry about everyone's feelings and make everyone happy all the time, I'd be one sad man. I can tell you that as a pastor because everybody has issues and pastors get caught with listening and and hearing everybody's issues and trying to encourage them. And believe me, sometimes it's overwhelming when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people. You're going to have hundreds and hundreds of issues. And so, you know what? We've got to stay in the word. We've got to stay focused on God. And we of all people would like to bring us. There's people that would love to bring us down because we're working for the Lord. But we need to let the spirit of God help us be alive in him. I have friends in church that do what they can do to help me relax and and just get me to enjoy things away from the rigors of activities. I've had friends that take me out and go. we go here, we go there, we go to their house or cabin to get away. And you know what? I love that I can breathe deeply, take a few moments away and think about things. Now, I feel that way right now with being no longer the senior pastor, but just being one of the staff. Pastor Allen has taken many of those burdens from me. I'm not having to deal with nearly the things I dealt with before, and I am having a more relaxed life. I am enjoying life to the the fullest. I am enjoying doing radio and and being the chaplain at the state house and enjoying loving on people. I I'm enjoying that and I'm so great grateful for what God has done in my life and his timing. I'm 67 years old now and I you know I'm certainly on the downswing of my life, but I want to enjoy life to the fullest. I want my wife to enjoy life to the fullest. Together we want to enjoy life, but we want to honor God first and foremost. Something that I've thought about for years and continue to work on is to remove defeat from the vocabulary. I learned this years ago from a coach. I've learned it years ago from being in ministry. The devil would love for us to give up, give up on things, to give in on things. Instead, we need to claim victory. And when I coached for many years, one of the things I taught our kids, never, ever give up. You keep going. We won games from coming from behind. We won many, many games uh, growing up, but I taught the kids and said, we don't give up until that final bell rings. We fight. One of Paul's famous scriptures in Philippians 4.13, probably his most famous scripture is, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes, we can do all things. We don't have to let defeat uh, knock us down. Not on my own, but Jesus says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Victory, folks, is God's. It's God's victory. We give him praise and glory. We're thankful that he leads us where he does. He opens doors for us. And folks, if you're dealing with issues today, give them to him. He wants to take them from you. He wants to give you peace in the midst of the storm. And he will. Please, please put your faith and trust in him today. Psalm 60, verse 12, David says, With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. Let me read that one more time. With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. People of God, I claim that today for me. I claim that for you. 
lets you and I claim victory, and he will lead us. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.